This is Frank Dominguez for WDAV's Piedmont Arts. When people gather for the services at 8.30 and 11 this Sunday morning at New Life Baptist Church in Concord, they'll hear some young voices singing and be greeted by the smiles of children from another continent. The African Children's Choir is performing there this Sunday, and here to speak with me by telephone is the choir manager, Tina Sipp. Welcome, Tina, and thanks for speaking with me. Well, thank you so much, Frank, and thank you for helping us get the word out about this unique opportunity for people in your community to not only see but experience uh, the African Children's Choir. I imagine many of our listeners are not familiar with the group. Tell me about how and why it came into being and what its mission is. Yes, it's such a beautiful story, really. It's a story of one man who just couldn't sit still watching the news and hearing reports of of humans being uh, persecuted, um, hurt. And um, our founder, Ray Barnett, was doing work with the persecuted church around the world in the 70s. And at that time, uh, going into the, the late 70s, early 80s, when Idi Amin was killing Christians in Uganda, that's the work that initially took him there. And of course, then seeing all of these children who had been left orphaned by the Civil War captivated his heart as well. He's just not one to allow for human suffering if he can do something about it, big or small. And during one of these trips to Uganda, he was asked to give a ride to a small boy from one village to another. The little boy sang praise songs in the Jeep all the way there, and he had lost both of his parents in the Civil War. So this joy, this hope, this resiliency that Ray experienced in this one little boy is really what gave birth to the whole organization. And Ray just thought, you know, if the West could just see the beauty, the dignity, the potential of the African child, they would want to help. What if we brought a choir of children to the West? And so in 1984, the very first choir came and toured the U.S., and, uh, and here we are, 35 years later, um, still helping children. And uh, over that, the course of that time, really our focus has become education. We're not always in war-torn countries now um, or you know, uh, really dealing with children being left orphaned um, by that, but we certainly are still seeing, of course, rampant poverty. And what that translates into is education is not accessible to all because even government schools require uniforms and there's costs associated with books and papers and pencils. So there's tens of thousands of children being left out of the educational cycle. And then it's very difficult then without an education to break the cycle of poverty. So that's where we want to invest our time. We want to actualize the potential of Africa's children. They are the future. They are the leadership of tomorrow. And so our our heart is to raise people of great character and people of great faith to give leadership and guidance to communities, cities, countries, the continent. And that's a big target. But uh, little by little, um, you know, we know that one life changed is a starts a ripple effect that affects many, many more lives than just that one. And so we're inviting people to to come invest with us. When you come to a concert, you're going to be entertained, but you're going to be invited to become part of our bigger village. You know, that the African proverb that says it takes a whole village, right, to raise a child. And, and we have a huge village, over 35 years of churches and communities and host families joining with us to release this potential of the African child. And it's, 
that's a beautiful story. Tina, as you said, Africa is a large continent. Where do the young people in the Mm -hmm. choir come from specifically, and how do they become involved Mm -hmm. with the ensemble? Our choirs are mostly coming from Uganda, and uh, and so the choir that's coming to your area is from Uganda. There's 17 children, ages 8 to 11, and they are selected fairly on the basis of need. Um, We're looking for children who probably would not have the opportunity to go to school if someone wasn't helping them. And so there's kind of a, a, a couple-step process. We have we work with nationals in the area. They help us identify some families in need. Um, there is, quote, an audition, but it's not necessarily for talent because the children are extremely bright and teachable, and they learn our program so quickly. So we're not really worried about finding good singers and dancers. Most of the children don't even know they can sing and dance and drum when they come to us. And and they're, I think, as surprised as their parents are of their innate ability and talent. So we're we're looking to affect change in families that are really struggling. And so that's, uh, with the help of some of the nationals there, we, we go through a process in identifying those children. WDAV is a classical music station, so our regular listeners are familiar with the European choral tradition. How much of that is reflected in the African children's choir repertory, and how much of the African culture of group singing is a part of what you present? You know, it's really a a beautiful mix, I think, of both cultures. I wouldn't really say it's choral music, as that word kind of prompts in our mind. This particular program that we're doing, we've always wanted to do a hymns program. And so we've taken familiar hymns such as Amazing Grace, Oh for a Thousand Tongues to Sing, and we've put them to African rhythms. We had a Ugandan artist do the arrangements for us. And so it's this collision of cultures. The children also do traditional dances. The whole program is choreographed. There's a traditional dance from one of the regions of Uganda. There's, of course, the drumming, and there's a a drum ensemble, synchronized drumming by most of the children in the choir. And, um, you know, of course, the colorful costumes, but there's this deeper aspect of African culture that comes out, as well as what I think really drives me to to be a part of this. There's something that happens at the soul level for a Westerner when they're watching the, the program, because we go in and we're thinking about these, quote, poor African children that don't have a lot of material things. And then we're just kind of pinned to our seats when they come out with this wealth of spirit and this wealth of soul. And I just think it's a catch for the Western audience. They might not be able to articulate it, but they are encouraged at the soul level. They are touched, they are moved, and, and they're engaged. And we hope that that will really translate. You know what? I can do something profound. I can give to the offering. I can buy product. I can become an ongoing sponsor. Um, I can become involved in this process of letting these children become who they were destined to be. It's so much more than music, though the music is fantastic. My guest has been Tina Sipp, manager of the African Children's Choir. They perform this Sunday morning during the services at 8.30 and 11 at New Life Baptist Church in Concord. There's a link to more information about their appearance at the Piedmont Arts page at WDAV.org. Tina Sipp, thank you for speaking with me. Frank, thank you so much for helping us get the word out, and we do just invite everyone to come and join with us that morning. We would love to have you there and have you experience the beauty, the dignity, and the potential of Africa's children and be inspired to become engaged with us. For WDAV's Piedmont Arts, I'm Frank Dominguez. (laughs) 